The Lord had promised you that you will see great numbers in your reign. He says, so why? Why would you want me to go and to count the people for your delight? For your boasting. That's what he says. He, Joab asked David. He says, why do you want why you want to boast in the numbers? Why do you want to see how many people you have? Because God has already blessed you. You know you have great numbers. Why do you want to boast in this thing? Why do you want to delight in this thing? Why are you doing this? Because you know it is not you who have caused these numbers, but it is of God. Right. That's, you know, he's, he's really trying to get David to think about what he's doing, because you have to understand that David was trying to do something that was not of God in his heart and in his mind because he was being boastful. And now Joab is seeing this. And now Joab is saying this is not right, King David. And so David tells him and David um, admonishes him and he tells him, he says, listen, I need you to just go count the numbers. That's, I'm just putting it up to today's time, right? He says, I just need you to go count the numbers. That's all I need y'all to do. Take the captains and I want you to go count the numbers and, and we're not going to have this discussion no more. I'm just putting it up to today's time, you know, so you can relate to it, right? So um, he says, why are you being arrogant in yourself? That's what Joab is asking. And why are you being arrogant within yourself? You got to understand something. When God begins to bless you and when God begins to allow you to see greater and allow you to have more, you got to get to the, you cannot become boastful or arrogant in yourself thinking that you are the one that have done this when in fact it was really God. And you can't be arrogant and boastful in yourself thinking that you are the one that has caused this thing to happen. All right. When it was really God, you are not the one that's keeping yourself in the place in the position that God has kept you it was not you but it was God and it is God that is keeping you there so David was not trying to hear what Joab was saying he was not trying to hear that and and and, and so he takes the other captains and he tells the other captains come on let's go so the Bible said that they left from the presence of the king and began doing as he had asked them to do they left from his presence and they began to do what he asked them to do. The Bible says that they passed over the Jordan, right? We love the Jordan River, right? All right. They passed over the Jordan and they pitched a tent and they began to count the people. They began to go from city to city, territory to territory, town to town, and they began to count the people and the places on the other side of the Jordan. They began to go there. So when we get to verse eight, look at this. When we get to verse eight, the Bible says that they came to Jerusalem. Jerusalem. They come back to Jerusalem. They come back to the king when we get to verse 8. And when they come back, the Bible clearly gives us a time frame as to how long they were taking a census. They were taking the census for nine months and 20 days. They were almost gone for a whole entire year counting the people in the territory in which King David had reign is reigning over, right? He's king over. They counted the men that were capable of fighting in battle. See, that's what David really was focusing on. David was really focusing on the number of men that he had to be able to fight this armed men that he wanted to, uh, uh, that he said, I can, basically David was saying that he can defeat anybody because he has a large army 
David was boastful in himself because he had so many men to be able to go into battle against his enemies. He's thinking that he has caused this great number when in fact it was God and not David. So the Bible says that they counted the men that were capable for, for fighting in battle. In Israel, uh, they counted 800,000 men. So that's not including the women and the children. So David had a really large uh, uh, number of people. So this doesn't even include the women and the children. And the Bible says that he had 800,000 people. And then in Israel and in Judah, right, he had 500,000 people totaling just in an army men alone, just in soldiers alone. He had totaling 1,300,000 soldiers alone. David had a huge army. David was boasting in himself because of what God had did. And now he wanting to take credit for what God had did and what God was doing. David received the information and now his conscience is messing with him. But listen, let me tell you something. Uh, when God begins to bless your life and he begins to impart into your life and he begins to expand you as Jabez said, he asked the Lord, he said, enlarge my territory, right? When God begins to enlarge your territory and when God begins to bless you and God begins to uh, uh, open up doors for you and when God begins to uh, speak abundance into your life, when God begins to uh, give you favor that's unimaginable, when God begins to do all these things in your life that you've been waiting on God to do guess what it is not your place to boast and not give God some glory you have to understand that it is God that is making this possible for your life and not your gift your talent that that is making this possible but it is of God that is making this possible in your life so now the Bible says that David receives this information before he's adamant I want y'all to go out there I want y'all to count these people I want y'all to count this census I want y'all to do what I do what I ask sure to do so now he gets the information back and when he gets the information back now his conscience is messing with him he now he realized that he did something wrong because he did it out of the vain part of himself he did it out of the vanity of himself he did it out of the arrogance and the boastfulness out of himself so now his conscience is bothering him now he realizes like oh boy Adam did something wrong right and so David said see uh so david wants to see right so david wanted to see what could what was the number when he first sent them out there but it took him over a whole entire almost a whole entire year to realize that he was doing something wrong he never sent word to go get them to stop them he never sent word for them not to count him to come back home no he waited till they came back and they gave him the number then he realized that he did wrong he never sent for the soldiers to stop and to come back he never sent word he was he boasted in what he had so far, as far as the soldiers, excuse me, he boasted in what he had so as far as the soldiers. And for that split moment, he did not think about God. That it was God. In all your ways, you should acknowledge him. 
In all that he does for you, you shall acknowledge him. In all that God does for you, you should not take the glory unto yourself. You should not be so vain in yourself to say, God has put me in this position. God has made, you know, excuse me, that God has not, that you put yourself in that position. And that God has not put you in that position. You got to make sure that you make it clear and plain that it was God that did what he did. When God does something great in your life, it's not for you to take credit. It's but for you to give God some glory and some honor to say, God, I thank you. God, it was you that did this and not me, myself. So the Bible says that David now, he's, he, he's, he's messed up on the inside. He's realizing what he has done. You have to always remember that the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwelleth therein. You have to always remember that, that this is God's. Everything on this earth belongs to God. It does not belong to you, but it belongs to God. Everything you have, it belongs to God. He allows you to be a steward over it and to keep charge of it for him, not for yourself, for him. He allows you to have the responsibility to care for what he has created. You ain't create anything. I know people come up with all these wonderful technology, but it is God that gives that inspiration for them to be able to do it. They can't do that on their own. It's God that is the creator, not us. So all of this belongs to God and not us. We just allow us to have responsibility to care for it, to be good stewards over it. So you must understand it was God to who helped David down through the years. See, David understood this until this moment where he decides that he wanted to boast in himself. He realized that it, he, he, uh, he knew in times past. But listen, listen, listen. Let me say this. Let me say this. We can all lose our mind for a second. We really could. And David for a second, he, he lost his mind. He didn't, he, didn't, he didn't acknowledge God. He wanted to see what he had did. And how he had grew the kingdom. When in fact it was God that allowed the kingdom to be grown. Because God could have wiped up everybody. God could have God allowed David to be killed a long time ago. It was God who helped David down through the years to defeat and to survive attacks from his enemies. It wasn't David in the size of his army. It was God that gave David those victories. God helped David to kill a lion and a bear while protecting his sheep. So when David was out in the, when he was a shepherd boy, God allowed David to kill a lion and a bear while protecting his sheep. At that particular time, David didn't realize, but he was in training on how to protect God's people. It was God that allowed David to have these great victories over his enemy. It was God, not David. It wasn't his ability. David was a small man. David was a short, ruddy man. He was small, right? So uh, it was God that helped David to kill Goliath, the Philistine, the giant, right? It was God that helped David to conquer battles over the Philistines, the Amalekites and the Ammonites. He gave him victories in his battle. It was God. You got to know when, when it, you got to understand and you got to be able to acknowledge that it's God that allows your life to be what it is. It is not you. You got to allow, you got to understand and, and be able to give God glory and honor and praise because it's God that keeps your body healed. Even when you were sick, it was God that healed your body. Even when you were broke, it was God that made a way for you. Even when you didn't understand, it was God that gave you comfort. 
and to help you to understand what you needed to understand. It was God. I'm stressing the point because guess what? Some of y'all are about to walk into some great things. Some of y'all are about to do some phenomenal things. And you got to always remember that it was that is God that has allowed you to do what you do. I never take it for granted that whatever I do, however I do it, all the accomplishments that I have achieved, all the accomplishments that I do, I always come back and say, God is you. It was you and I praise God for the ability to be able to do what I do. So David receives the information in verse 10, right? In verse 10, David receives the information and now his conscience is messing with him. He now realizes what he has done wrong. Now look what David does. Look what David does. David does two things when he realized he messed up. David does two things. Two. He immediately does two things. The first thing that David does is, is that he acknowledged what he did was wrong to God, right? Look at verse 10. And David's heart smote, at, smote him after that he had numbered the people. He, he felt bad within himself, right? And David said unto the Lord, I have sinned greatly. He acknowledged what he did was wrong to God. Anytime you do something against God, anytime you do something wrong, the first thing that you need to do is acknowledge to God that I did wrong. I sinned against thee and thee only have I sinned. That's what David said in the Psalms, right? He said, against thee and only thee have I sinned. So you got to first acknowledge what you have done wrong. David, in verse 10, he says, And David said unto the Lord, I have sinned greatly in that I have done. And what I've done, I've sinned greatly, God. That's what he did. And now I beseech thee. This is the second thing that David did. First thing he did was acknowledge what he did wrong to God. And the next thing he did, he asked God to forgive. He asked God for forgiveness for what he did. And then look what he says. He said, I've sinned greatly in that I have done. And now I beseech thee, O Lord, take away thy iniquity of thy servant. For I have done very foolishly. Anytime you do something wrong, you got to come to God. You got to humble yourself. Now David is humbling himself before he was boasted. Now he's humbling himself before God. And he's saying, God, I've sinned. And now I need you to forgive me. Right? Those are the first two things that David does. He said, I've sinned. Now I need you to forgive me. Now look what God's response is. Now God has a response. Now God is responding back. God says in verse uh, uh, 11, God's... Um, he says, for when David was up in the morning and the word of the Lord came unto the prophet Gad, David's seer. So David had a personal prophet who was a seer. And, 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 and so his name was Gad, G-A-D, G-A-D, Gad. And the prophet who was a seer begins to hear from the Lord. And the prophet says, um, I, I, um. Go to he says, go and say unto David, thus saith the Lord. This is verse 12. He said, thus saith the Lord. I offer three things. Look what, God, look what God does. God is so merciful and so kind. Listen, he really is, right? Because David was wrong. David was wrong. And now he asked for forgiveness. He acknowledged the fact that he did wrong. But look what happens. God speaks to the prophet Gad. And he tells David, he says, listen. He, I mean, he tells the prophet, he says, go to David. Tell David I'm going to give him three choices. I want David to know that I heard his prayer, but I'm going to give him three choices. And look what the prophet says. The pro God tells the prophet, God says, um, go to him and tell him these are his three choices. The first thing, 
<coughs> excuse me. He can choose seven years of famine, famine across the land. David can choose seven years of famine across the land. The second choice is he can flee from his enemies for three months. And the last choice is he can choose three days of plague in the land. Ooh, right? Look at this, and we're done because we, we, we're right just a little bit above our time. We're done. We're going to come back next Tuesday. I'm going to leave y'all with a cliffhanger. I'm going to leave y'all with a cliffhanger. All right? So look what he does. God is awesome and is merciful in his merciful self because God couldn't, God couldn't, God didn't even have to give David a choice. He could have just dealt with David and just been done and over with it. But God said, wait a minute, I'm, I'm going to give him a choice. He said, you can, you, these are your choices, right? These are your choices. Seven years of famine across the land. Flee from your enemies for three months or three days of plague in the land. So the prophet goes to David and tells David what the Lord has said and the choices that God has given him. In verse 14, it says, And David said unto Gad, I am great straight. In other words, whoo, this is a hard choice. I'm not sure which one I really want. Man, these are some... These are some choices. That's, that's, I'm just bringing it up to today's time, right? He said, let us fall. He said, let us fall now into the hands of the Lord. Look what he says. He said, let us fall into the hands of the Lord. For his mercy is great and let us not fall into the hands of man. So David said, listen, I'd rather fall into the hands of an angry God than to fall into the hands of man. Because I know that eventually God's mercy is going to kick in and he's going to help me out and he's going to probably release me from this thing. But if I fall into the hands of angry men, they're going to take my life. They're going to kill me. But God is great in mercy. My God, hallelujah. God is great in mercy, even though I messed up. And I know that God is angry with me right now and he's upset with me right now. But I know that God ain't going to kill me because if he was going to kill me, that would have been one of the options. Oh, my God. Right. He says, so I'd rather not fall into the hands of an angry man. And David, listen, it's interesting because David didn't choose the seven years of famine, because that means that if it was seven years of famine, then that means they will not have any food. And David's kingdom or his whole territory, the people would have suffered greatly for seven years. That means David wouldn't have had his riches and his wealth. He wouldn't have had his cattle and all that stuff that he had that caused him to be wealthy because there would have been a famine in the land. And how would David explain to the people that God caused a famine in the land because he was being boastful? So David says, well, I'll take what, I, what he considered the lesser of the three. So David says he'll deal with the pestilence, the, the plague in the land. For three days. Right? Listen, this is your PowerPoint moment. This is your PowerPoint moment. We'll get ready to end this here, right here. This is your PowerPoint moment. God is so merciful that he will allow you to choose your punishment. My God. Hallelujah. God is so merciful that he would allow you to choose your punishment. Have y'all ever been at the place where God, because you know you messed up with God, you know you did wrong, and you know you're like, God, please have mercy. But God said, I'll let you choose your punishment. 
You know you got favor with God. When God says, I'll let you choose what your punishment is going to be. I'll let you, I'll let you pick what you think should happen to you at this stage. God is so merciful that he will allow you to choose your punishment. And then he gives you a variety of punishments that you can choose from. Even though David might, might not have liked the choices, but he understood that God was great in mercy. And that God, amen, his mercy would kick in eventually. Why? Because David understood that he was, a, that, that he was after God's own heart. God loved David. God loved David. So we're going to end right there. Listen to that. So that's your PowerPoint moment. We're going to leave you with your PowerPoint moment, right? That God is so merciful that he will allow you to choose your punishment. And so next week, Tuesday, we're going to come back. We're going to come back and we're going we're gonna to deal with the whole matter. We're going to bring all of this together. And we're talking about affliction in the position. Affliction in the position. Okay, and so we're going to show you all this. We're going to bring all this together for you. All right, so with today, we, to this Tuesday, we just laid the foundation like I always do. I laid the foundation, and so come back next Tuesday, and we're going to show you how all pull all of this together. And then we're going to show you that even though you're in the position, it does not exempt you from affliction. Okay, it does not exempt you, but in the midst of your affliction, God still has mercy. My God. So we thank God for uh, you, you all for joining us this evening for Bible study. We'll be back on next Tuesday evening at 7 o'clock p.m. 7 o'clock p.m. We will be right back here. Or you can um, chime in to our um, podcast at B Pastor BJ Connections. You can um, listen to any of our, um, our prayers, our podcasts, our lessons. It's... it's um, Record it there on our podcast. You go to Podbean and you will be able to um, recap and re-listen. Or even last Tuesday's um, last Tuesday's um, Bible study and the first part and the second part. So you'll be able to listen to all of those things as well as um, the prayers and the breaking of day uh, prayer calls. You'll be able to listen to all of that. So join us tomorrow morning at 7. No, excuse me, at 6.30. Ooh, don't come up here at 7. I'll be done. All right. Um, at 6.30 p.m. 6.30 p.m. Join us tomorrow morning at 6.30 a. I said p.m., didn't I? I'm so sorry. 6.30 a.m. 6.30 a.m. 6.30 a.m. We have breaking of day prayer conference call. 15 minutes can change your life. You can call in or you can meet us up here for Facebook Live down beneath um, we'll be, um, scrolling underneath is, <coughs> excuse me, scrolling underneath is the access number, the call-in number and the access number you can, or you can watch Facebook live. We'll be up here at 6.30 a.m. tomorrow morning for breaking up day prayer conference call. 15 minutes can change your life. We're happy and excited to be with you all. So just remember, join us on next week tuesday for the conclusion of the matter so thank you all for timing in for our tuesday biblical tools our which is our bible study for overcomer outreach christian center so thank you all so very much um and we pray god's blessings be upon you we're going to pray and then we're going to let you go but um again look for it um coming up soon thursday meet us for let's have the conversation 
We're going to talk about kind of a heavy topic, which is the faces of suicide on this coming Thursday. The faces of suicide at 7 o'clock p.m. And then uh, coming in October, October, October uh, the 23rd through the 24th. Let me make sure I get this stuff right. All right, October the 23rd through the 24th, we will be Facebook Live on the 23rd of October. We're having our BOW Summit, our BOW Summit. BOW, the acronyms are... Um, stand for business oil and worship business oil and worship our bow summit at october the 23rd to 24th and friday night will be at seven o'clock p.m facebook live um and then 10 a.m on saturday we have to rsvp and register you have to rsvp and register i will have all that information out to you all before the end of this week so um you don't want to miss it i'll let you know about the speakers i'll be announcing all that wonderful good stuff so i probably will pop up i will be popping up probably um some live um this week um to talk about some other things so we thank god for you all god bless you all we hope that you all have received something out of the word on tonight so let us pray father we thank you we bless your name god we thank you for allowing us to come together one more time we thank you for your word that has gone forth on tonight we pray that you will continue to bless your people we pray that you will continue to open up your word and your understanding god as we lord god conclude this matter for this evening lord god we ask that you will meet us together like we ask that you will meet lord God with us next week on Tuesday for the conclusion of the matter. We ask that you will continue to bless your people as they go throughout the rest of this week. We ask that you will keep them from all hurt, harm, and danger. We ask, Lord God, that you will watch over them. We ask that they will not get sick, God. We plead the blood of Jesus over their lives, over their families' lives, God. We ask that you will watch over them. We ask that you will make sure, Lord God, that they have everything that they need, Lord God. In the mighty name of Jesus, whatever they lack, God, I ask that you will bring about the increase, God. Whatever they're not wherever they're confused about God I ask that you will make it plain and give them understanding God whatever Lord God they need you to do in their lives their family life their children's life God I ask that you will hear their prayer and hear their cry incline your ear unto them in the mighty name of Jesus we thank you and we bless you God because of you we are God we are not of ourselves but we were bought with a price and father we ask that you will continue to get the glory and the honor out of your people's lives even now Jesus we thank you and we bless you we glorify you and we magnify you for you are worthy to be praised god have your way in your people's life even now we call them blessed and we call them highly favored in jesus name we pray amen amen and amen we thank god for you 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 and you have an awesome awesome evening